Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Thrivebetic Podcast. My name is Kate and I am your host. And today I talk with Mark Picardo. Mark covers a lot of different topics in this episode, but mainly we discuss wellness and type 1 diabetes. We go into exercise and the different forms of exercise and how that can affect your blood sugar. And then we also talk a bit about nutrition and how different foods can affect you as well. Mainly, it's all about finding what works for you when it comes to wellness, nutrition, exercising, all those things. And he gives some great tips on just how to have better control and management over your diabetes and your blood sugar while trying to balance life and working out and eating right. This is kind of a two-part episode because next week I have a guest on who covers similar topics. Um, They both have very different advice and different tips to give on balancing type 1 diabetes and fitness and nutrition, Um, but it will be a kind of two-part thing. So stay tuned for that episode next week, but let's get into it with our guest this week. Please welcome Mark Picardo. Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for being here today. Of course, Kate. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Good. So just to get started, um, tell me a little bit about yourself. I know that you're a teacher and a dad, and you also have type 1 diabetes, of course, but just tell me a little bit about yourself and then your diagnosis story, too. Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm Mark. Um, and as you said, uh, you know, I'm married uh, with, a, with a son, so I'm a dad. Um, I have been teaching now for almost about 10 years. Um, this, this last year I taught fifth grade. So, uh, I'm elementary school, which I, which I really enjoy. I love to do. Um, and I have been a type one diabetic for a little bit over 18 years now. So I was diagnosed, um, in 2003 when I was in eighth grade and my diagnosis story is actually really interesting because it connects with my profession. So I, um, <clears throat> I had a really awesome uh, health teacher and I remember um, I was having all these, all these symptoms um, that all, all of us can relate with, um, you know, drinking a lot of water, losing weight, going to the bathroom, being tired, all these things. But in the moment, you never really, like, you don't really realize what's going on. Um, and so I remember, and, I, and it's still so vivid to this day, I was sitting in class and my health teacher was describing a former student of hers and she was going through all these symptoms that her student had and, you know, listing everything. And I remember sitting there and thinking, oh my gosh, that's me, like to the, to the T. And I remember sitting in class and, um, you know, class had ended all the kids were, and I remember just breaking down and like crying and thinking, oh my gosh, everything you just described is me. Um, so I went home, I told my mom, and we went to the doctor, and the rest is history. Wow. That's such an interesting way to find out. Like, I guess that's good that it didn't get to a point where it was so bad where you like passed out or whatever. Right. That's super interesting that it ended up happening that way. So yeah. Um, I mean, I remember my, my blood sugar was like in the 600s oh at, my at the hospital, which is high, but I've, I've heard of much worse. Yeah, definitely. That's crazy. So you said you were in eighth grade. 
Is that right? Yeah, um, if I remember correctly. Okay, so what was that timing of the diagnosis like for you? Um, so I was diagnosed in October, um, and it's funny because my my primary doctor, I was just in in like May or June and had tests and everything was fine. And so it was just over the summer that things started to regress um, and all of that. And so, yeah, I definitely caught it early, um, which is, which is, which is great. But yeah, yeah, that is really good that it was caught early for sure. So then you also talked about your health teacher and how that kind of inspired you too. Um, but you also said that you're a teacher and do you teach like a specific subject or is it at that age? Is it kind of like across? The no, at, at this age, I teach all subjects, but um, so yeah, so I, I'm still connected with that teacher and I just think about, you know, the impact that she had on me. And because I remember she came to the hospital, she saw me, she kept in touch, you know, always just wanted to make sure that I was doing okay. Uh, we still connect and I just think about, you know, the relationship that her and I built and I try to do the same, you know, with my students, take an interest in what they're doing outside of school, try to develop that connection, make that relationship and yeah. try to have an impact. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's kind of cool too, because um, you could possibly like notice symptoms in one of your <laughs> students too and like help yeah, them in the way that you were helped. So that's really nice to have that knowledge and just know what to look for. Yeah. And, um, and I, the, probably one of my favorite things to be able to do as a teacher is, you know, when there's students, not even just in my class, but in the build, in my building who are type one, um, I've helped, you know, support a lot of kids, uh, through my time as a teacher. And that's one of my favorite things to do is to be able to support families mm-hmm. and to help mentor, mentor kids with type one. Yeah. <clears throat> Cause it's hard, it's hard at that age, you know? Oh Yeah. It's so impactful too to just have someone to relate to because I remember when I was growing up, I had a teacher who was type one diabetic and um, he had like told the class beforehand because like he was like, if I get low and I'm like drinking juice, yeah. that's why. And I thought that was really cool just because I don't know, it's it can be such an invisible disease and just see someone else who's like living with it and doing fine and showing that it's like okay to talk about it openly. That was yeah. really cool for me to see. So yeah, it, it helps normalize it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, seeing an adult and then seeing someone that you look up to. And then especially if there's someone who's transparent and kind of owns up to it, it yeah. definitely um, makes it relatable and, and normalizes the disease and makes it less, you know, scary or embarrassing for kids. Yeah, I'm I'm so happy, too, with like how things are going um, just with media coverage of like type one diabetes. I don't know if that's the right wording, but, um, the movie that's coming out, I've seen a lot about that. Like the kid (laughs) has, um, a CGM and a pump and it's just like cool to see diabetes represent represented for us. Because when I was growing up, like in my teens, this is probably true for you too. Like I didn't see any of that on like TV shows or cartoons. Like it was never talked about to like, so to see it now, like represented is a really cool thing and I think it's important for especially kids growing up to see that so yeah I think that there's definitely a lot more awareness today um I agree with you and I mean when I was diagnosed I had I knew nothing about mm-hmm. diabetes <clears throat> um neither did my parents I mean my friends nobody it, it wasn't really prevalent um even though I'm sure it was just as common 
as it is today. Oh yeah. And yeah. Um, I, I do think that there's a lot more awareness and, and knowledge and, and education surrounding the disease. Yeah, for sure. Which is great. <clears throat> like, especially when you're a kid growing up and like people don't understand what diabetes is, it's yeah. hard to like tell people in a way that makes sense when you're super young and you don't, I don't know, you don't know how to explain it exactly. So it's cool that it's being explained and like people are getting educated in other ways too. Yeah. It's yeah. really one of those things where it's really difficult to understand unless you live it mm-hmm. or unless, or unless you're someone who's living with somebody with, yeah. with diabetes to sit here and try to explain it in 10 minutes is I know. impossible. Yeah. I've even, cause I, I like catch myself sometimes when people ask about type one diabetes, I like try to explain it in the simplest form, but I also want it to be known that like, it's not just me checking my blood sugar and taking insulin. So it's yeah. like kind of hard to find the balance and like telling someone in a simple way that makes sense, but also like telling them that it's super complicated and a lot of things go into it too. But that's what I love about the online community too, is that we're able to like portray and just show different sides of diabetes and bring awareness to that. Yeah. The diabetic community is, is phenomenal. And I just, I actually just had an appointment on um, Tuesday with my, with my endo and I was telling him how, how awesome the, the community is and how people share and how people are able to teach others. And I mean, I agree with you all. I think a lot of us <clears throat> too have, you know, especially if we have good control, we can make it look so simple, but the intricacies that go with the disease, um, that's why, I mean, I, I guess another reason why they call it invisible, because there's so many things that, that go into it that we don't see every day. Yeah, exactly. Definitely <clears throat> the mental side of it too, just oh. how draining it can be and having to think about all the things that you need to think about in order to survive every day. So it's, it's a 24 seven job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people don't just don't, don't see that and don't realize that. And um, it, get, it, it really, sh- it really shows the resilience and the strength that people um, with type one have because so many of us have it and we, we, we work through it every single day, but very few of us, really talk or complain about it. It's just another, it's just part of life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So moving on to how you started your Instagram account, um, yours is yeah. type one wellness. And like you said <clears throat> earlier, you talk a lot about nutrition and health with diabetes. So just talk about like, how did you end up starting that Instagram account and kind of like, what's your goal with all of that? Yeah, so I started the account in December, um, and it really kind of stemmed off what I talked about with my role as a teacher. And, you know, throughout my time um, in education, I've had the opportunity to work with kids and with families, and that's been really where I've had the most gratification and satisfaction. Um, And I think that for me, the more I'm able to help others, the more I own up to the disease and I am proud of the disease and proud of what I do with it. And so I think that we can all relate that during the pandemic, we've all kind of had a little bit more, more time on our hands. And so I was talking with a friend of mine and we had talked a lot about what I do with kids. And, you know, he had mentioned that um, he thinks this is something I should do more with. 
And so I started type one wellness. Um, and my goal, my goal with the account has really always been um, the same. And it's always been to kind of bridge the gap between when you go to your endo and they give you all this data and they talk about your numbers and they talk about next steps. And then you go home. And I think a lot of us get home from those appointments and we're like, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. Or if you're um, someone who's just diagnosed or if you have a family member who's just diagnosed and everything can be so overwhelming and you can only process so much information at one time. And so it's really difficult to leave the hospital or leave these appointments and then really be able to know exactly what to do. And for me, what I really wanted to do is just kind of provide that gap and bridge that gap and help people um, understand some of the ins and outs of the disease, some of those like trips and tech or tricks and, t- and tips and um, help people by modeling what I do, um, how, how you can be successful in everyday life. And it's funny because I, and I talk about this a lot, I've definitely learned more from the community than I've been able to share. Um, you know, since I've started the account, my, per, my numbers themselves have been the best they've ever been from everything that I've learned from everyone in the community. But really, I think, you know, my account has evolved a little bit in just that I'm sharing my story and I want to connect with others. And I've been fortunate enough to be able to do a little coaching um, so, you know, people have reached out and asked questions and I've been able to support them. And really that's just what I want to do is I just want to give back and help others and be able to be a, a, a resource for people. Yeah, that's great. That's cool too, that you're taking, um, like clients and being able to coach them. Are you still taking more of them? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, um, like I, I do it on my own time. It's not, I don't, I'm not charging anything. Like it's just something that I want to do to help people. And I, you know, whether it's with my Instagram or I have, a, I have a Facebook group as well. Um, I always invite people to reach out and ask questions. And there have been individuals that I've <clears throat> worked more in depth with on a consistent basis. And there have been people that have just reached out with a couple of questions that, you know, they've, they've had that they're wondering um, so I'm always open to to meeting new people and to being able to support and help others. Yeah, that's really cool. So then what exactly are you helping them with? Like, what are some of the tips and tricks? Are they all to do with like nutrition and how certain foods affect your blood sugar? Or what is it specifically? Um, I think for me, I really focus more on like the routines and the, and the, and the, the little, the intricacies that people, that, that, that people are trying to figure out such as, I mean, it could have to do with nutrition. Um, a lot of it has to do with fitness because I share a lot of my exercise routines and my regimens on my page. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with, I, th- I think a lot of people are just looking for reassurance and they're just looking for someone to kind of bounce ideas off of. Um, so many people that I've, that I've worked with and talked with have, you know, they deal with hypo anxiety and, Um, a lot of people really like avoid activities such as fitness or exercise because they're nervous about having to go low. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people that reach out to me, I share with them, you know, tricks that are, or tips that I have, such as, you know, how I prepare to work out. Um, you know, so like I always aim to have like a number in the one thirties, one forties and know that I'm not 
going to be dipping before I start to work out. Um, you know, supplies that I have with me, such as like grape juice or other things. There's just little, little things that I've learned along the way that I, that I can share with others, um, who, who might have ideas, but they're not sure exactly, you know, what to do. So, you know, so the things I, so to kind of go back to your question, you know, I talk about nutrition, I talk about fitness, um, just like routine things that, that I do throughout the day. So it's kind of more in general because it depends on what people are looking for, but I don't have, I don't necessarily have like a a focus, if that makes sense. So is it like also case by case to like, for kind of what you offer advice for, for people, like, for example, like if I was wondering about working out specifically in like how to control my blood sugar during my workout, um, would you want to know kind of like my routine already and how that might affect it or like what, what exactly would you give for that? Yeah. So anybody who, anybody who comes, you know, looking for, for advice or has questions, um, you kind of hit the nail on the head. I'd want to know what you're doing now. So I want to, so I want to know like what your current routine is. I want to know how it's working. So I would probably ask to look at like some of some data, if you have a CGM, um, and, and see like trends. And then I would, you know, give my own take and try to offer a couple pieces of advice. Um, I try to limit the changes that I, that I recommend or suggest because, you know, we're always trying to figure out what's going to work. So I would never ask somebody to change more than a couple of things at a time. And usually too, I find that a couple, like one or two small, small changes make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember there was uh, there was a, a young lady that I was working with and um, we we changed like a couple things. Like one was we made a goal for steps throughout the day. So just to get movement. And then another goal um, was just incorporating like more fresh food, fresh food. So she was eating out a lot. And so we substitu- we substituted like one meal a day with just having something that she's going to cook. And I think within like three weeks, um, she lost like five to 10 pounds and her number control, I think she was like above 85% in range. So yeah. And, 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 and two, the big thing too, was she built confidence. Mm-hmm. And so I think, again, you know, I only offer, I offer a couple of pieces of advice, but really it's up to the, to each person to be accountable and to, to be their best advocate and, and, once they gain a little confidence, I think everybody kind of has the tools to be able yeah. to do that. Yeah. And I like that you do just like those small changes too, because they can make such a huge difference. Like, especially when you're seeing it over time too, like you said, like in three weeks, like if you just keep following that routine, it, it will yeah. affect your body and it will help mm-hmm. your blood sugar. So that's really cool. Um, as far as fitness, like if I, so I've noticed personally, like it depends on what kind of workout I'm doing that like will affect my blood sugar differently. Um, like if I'm doing weights, that's like, it affects my blood sugar so much different than like if I go for a run or yeah. if I go for a walk. And then also it affects it different too, like in the hours following the workout. Yeah. So I've, yeah. Like, personally, I've found it very complicated to try to figure out 
what's happening and I also don't have a CGM so I don't have like okay. specific like trends of what's happening to my blood sugar um but what would you say for that like depending on what workout you do like how do you prepare for that so it's funny so and again again you you were you're so accurate in saying that everybody's different because it's true like every single person responds different um especially to something like exercise so for for me personally any any type of exercise that I do, whether it's cardio or whether it's weight training, it brings my number down. So I always have to be prepared in that way. Whereas some people are the complete opposite. Any physical activity they do, the, the, the hormones released and, and, and this and that brings them up. And so I think that, again, it's, I think it's a lot of it is tracking yourself and finding, okay, what does my body do? So when I do, when I do X, so whether it's, if I go for a run, all right, so how does my body respond? And I think that a lot of it, unfortunately, is kind of just trial and error um, because we, we don't know what we don't know. And, you know, if I don't know how my body reacts to something, then there's nothing that I can really do to prepare for it. And so um, a lot of it is, you know, testing before a workout and then testing after. So tracking during, that's why CGMs come are, are so helpful. I know that, you know, you said you don't have one, unfortunately, but, um, I, but even for someone like you, like just testing yourself before a workout, maybe stopping and testing yourself in the middle, um, immediately testing yourself after. So then tracking like, okay, what is my number doing mm-hmm. during, during this activity? Um, and I think that, you know, another thing for me, so, when I'm, I, when I'm working out, my number is coming down. And then I, I know just through my experience that immediately when I'm done, I'm going to get a little spike. And so every time that I'm done working out, even if I'm like 80 and I just went for a run, I'll usually give myself like one or two units, depending on how intense the workout was to kind of prevent that spike. And so to keep myself level. And that's just through my like trial and error. That's just through getting to know my body and learning about my body. And I think that it's not just exercise. That's like eating too and sleeping. And um, everybody has to take the time to learn about how their body is going to react in different situations um, related to diabetes. And the more in tune you are, I think with, with your body, with the disease, the more successful you're going to be with managing it. And so again, to kind of go back to the question, I I think a big thing is tracking your numbers and, you know, being able to collect as much data as possible. And when you're able to find like those patterns. So I know every time I do weight training, I'm going to spike. Okay. So then when you do weight training, you might give yourself insulin beforehand, or you might just know I'm going to come up to 200 and you have to correct for that after. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, everyone's different. So it's getting to know, okay, how do I react in this situation? Yeah. Yeah. You're totally right about just like watching the trends and, you know, like, like we've talked about, everyone is different. So 
that's mm-hmm. the best way to do it is just to see, to do it and see how your body reacts. And um, like you said, having a CGM is definitely helpful because you can see yeah. it in real time. But like for me personally, I do check my blood sugar a lot. So yep. um, if I'm doing like in a more intense workout, I will definitely like check it in the middle too, so that I can have like a decent idea of yeah. um, like a better chart or a more accurate chart of what my blood sugar what my blood sugar looks like while I'm doing the workout but yeah yeah, I um a couple years ago I actually ran a half marathon and that's awesome um, yeah it was it was a cool experience to say thank you but yeah I've done I've done a couple too they're 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 fun but it's it's a lot oh my gosh for a diabetic it's so much on your blood sugar but it was it was like cool to say that like I'm a type 1 diabetic and I ran one and also I'm like I'm not a natural runner either so it was just like a cool accomplishment but during that time I had a CGM um it was the Medtronic one so I I didn't love it I didn't have like the best experience with that one but that was the one that I had at the time and if I didn't have that for that type of training, I don't think I would have been able to do it because when you're yeah. on like super long runs, I mean, I could have like stopped. Of course I would have had to stop a couple times to yeah. check my blood sugar, but it, that was like super, super helpful to have and just like see where I'm trending. So I could like look at my pump and know like, okay, I'm going down. Like I need to eat some glucose tabs or whatever, but so yeah. yeah having I, I had a, I had a similar experience with Medtronic. Um, but even with, I'm on the Dexcom now, but even with the Dexcom, like when I go out for a run, I don't bring my phone with me. So, you know, my CGM isn't, and maybe that's dumb, but it is what it is. So I don't, I'm not getting, you know, up-to-date record on a number as well. I'm on a run. So it just comes back again. Like I can feel if I'm going low mm-hmm. or I, I just know what, you know, I know what's happening with my body and I think it's just at this point, it's such routine for me Yeah. to be able to prep and know like what I have to do before I can go out and do something. Um, but you know, I remember like, I don't know, the month after I was diagnosed, I went to the gym and I remember going low and thinking like, Oh my gosh, this must, this is, Oh, this is what it feels like. And you know, a lot of that anxiety and that fear is real. And so um, I really encourage people to, to just be brave and go off on a limb. And, you know, if you're prepared, like if you have your hypo snacks or whatever you need, then it's okay. If you go low, like it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's not the first time in your life that you've ever been low and you know how to treat it. So worst, what worst thing that happens is if you go low during a workout and you stop and you treat it, yeah. but it shouldn't stop you from doing the things that you want to do. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Just like being a little bit more prepared. And then if you are someone who has like a lot more anxiety around going low with workouts to just like, even if you don't have a CGM, like checking your blood sugar, like every 20 minutes, if that will make you feel better. So then at least that way you can get a better idea of how your blood sugar is reacting to what you're doing. And then you can be (laughs) even more prepared for the next time. Yeah, absolutely. Like figuring it out and trying to see what your body does and reacts is yeah. is all of what diabetes is, I feel like, with a I lot feel- of different cases. So then with nutrition, like, do you follow a specific diet? for? Um, 
I do because, um, because I, I work with a trainer and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm working in a program. Um, but as, but as far as like, do I file, do I follow a specific diet due to diabetes? No. Um, you know, I am, I'm kind of one of those people that I, I believe pretty firmly that you should be able to eat what you want, even if you're a type one diabetic, does that mean that I should sit down and eat an entire cake? Like, (laughs) Can I do that? Yeah. Should I do that? Probably not. That's probably not the smartest thing for me. Um, you know, like I don't really drink soda, but can I drink like regular Coke? I mean, yeah, because I could give myself insulin, but do I suggest you doing that? No, because why have to, you know, why put your body through having to process the sugar and take so much insulin? So, yeah. so yes, I think, I, I think diabetics can eat what they want, but I'm also a big advocate of, you know, just be smart. Mm-hmm. Like why, you know, why put yourself through extra aggravation and stress if you don't need to? Um, I, you know, for me, I, I eat pretty clean and pretty healthy. Um, I think I, I eat out maybe once a month, if that, um, just because for me, it's so much easier to cook and eat at home because I know exactly what's going into my food. I know exactly what's going into my body. Um, and then, you know, I've also had experiences where it seems like whenever I go out to eat, um, I don't know if it's the added salt or the added oil or whatever, but, you know, I do have, it's almost like a hangover after where like, you don't feel your best, your numbers are a little off. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I just like, you know, cooking and cooking is also a hobby of mine. So so I do, I do the best that I can to eat, to eat pretty clean and to be cooking the majority of my meals. Um, so, and I do recommend that to a lot of people is when you're, you know, when you're cooking, you know, if you, and if you're learning to cook, cause cooking is fun in, in my opinion, you know, exactly what you're putting in your body. Mm-hmm. And so if you, if you have a goal that's fitness or, or nutrition based, then there's nothing better than learning how to make your own meals because then you can control everything. And let's be honest, as type one diabetics, we're all control freaks. So, (laughs) so the more you can control, the more control of your numbers you'll have. Yeah. And you're right about cooking for yourself. Like, you know, exactly what you're making, what's going into your food and like how to count those carbs basically so like it's so much easier because I mean I definitely like to go out to restaurants and stuff like that um I don't do it super often but I love to go out to restaurants when I can and it's so much harder to figure out how many units to give myself like how many carbs I'm having and of course like you have those times where you're guessing for something based on like what you know about the food you're eating but like you said you don't know exactly what's going into it and exactly how it's going to affect your blood sugar. So I have definitely had issues with that before, just like not really knowing what I'm eating and then having spikes and just not feeling great afterwards. So I completely agree with that. Just like cooking in with yourself or in for yourself is much better in terms of being able to carb count and control your blood sugar and all that. So as far as like macros go like protein and fats and carbs and all that um do you how do you balance those um so i my my diet consists of i guess if if we're going to talk about macros 
Um, my protein's pretty high. So I'm like in two hundreds for protein. Um, my carbs fluctuate. I'm still, I'm kind of, uh, my trainer and I kind of are toying with my carbs a little bit. Um, uh, I might, my next, my next step might be to do some carb cycling, which I don't know if you're aware. So it's, so it's like two days of almost, you know, no carbs or very low carb. And then a day of very, very high amount of carbs. And the idea, the idea with that is kind of shocks the system. So it boosts the metabolism. Um, and so right now I'm probably at like a hundred, 150 carbs a day, um, before we, before we look at maybe cycling and then fat for me is 80 grams of fat a day around. So I would say if we were to look at it, I'm like 50% protein, uh, 30, like a third percent carbs. And then the rest is probably fat. Um, and the big thing for me too has been changing what I eat a little bit. So looking at more like organic grass fed meats, um, organic like dairy and eggs. And those have made a big difference for me. Um, I felt a lot better with that. And I noticed that I think the more natural ingredients that I'm using, the, the better my insulin sensitivity and my control has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've for sure noticed that just like changing the foods that I eat. I'm um, pescatarian, so I don't like red meats or anything like that. But um, I try to like stay on top of my proteins, even though I'm not eating meat. But um, I've been vegetarian for like four years now, I think. So I even like right from the time that I decided to go vegetarian and eat like more vegetables and just like healthier grains and stuff like that I noticed a huge difference in my um, insulin sensitivity and like I changed a lot of like my basal rates and stuff like that so that's been huge but for you found that you were using a lot less insulin oh yeah a a ton less insulin when I was like eating better foods basically which makes sense of course um so yeah I mean you said that you are kind of like experimenting with carbs. So you haven't done carb cycling yet, but have you like tried any other things with like eating less carbs or eating more carbs or? Yeah, I've tried like a low carb diet. I've tried a diet where my protein and my carbs are pretty much one-to-one. And really for me, it's not necessarily diabetes related. It's more, I'm trying to figure out what is going to work with my body to try to you know, optimize my nutrition. Cause I have goals as far as like body fat percentage and muscle and muscle gain and, and et cetera. Um, and I think that again, nutrition is the same thing with diabetes is that every single person is different. And so, you know, my trainer and I right now, we're just figuring out exactly what, um, kind of, kind of macro ratios are going to work the best for me. Yeah. And so, um, but I know people who, you know, I know diabetics who eat 400 to 500 carbs a day. I knew some who are very, on a very low carb diet. Um, and so it kind of, it's kind of what your goals are and what, and what works for you. Um, unfortunately, I don't know yet what works for me exactly, mm-hmm. but I'm figuring it out still. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's for everyone. Like you're just figuring it out as you go and even still like, sometimes what works for you in one season of your life 
goes yep. for you in the next season of your life. So it's always just like taking it day by day and seeing what works for people and all that. And of course, like there's not one specific diet that works for everyone. So just kind no, of. No, absolutely. And, you know, even for each person, like your diet's going to be, it's fluid. Um, it's going to change depending on what your goals are, depending on how you're feeling, what you, what you want, what you need. Um, and, you know, my, my trainer also is very, very adamant. Like these are my macros that he wants me to follow. And as soon as we kind of get those down, he wants me to be, um, flexible with my food because not eating the same thing every single day. Um, when you're eating the same thing every day, it gets stagnant and you get in stale and you get bored. And then it's really yeah. difficult to, it's really difficult to stick to it. <laughs> yeah, of course. So how can people be a part of like your community and um, just like learn more from you for what you know about nutrition and fitness? Yeah. So I would say that the big, the, the best way is to follow me on Instagram at, at type one wellness. Um, and then, you know, also I have a really great small community on Facebook. Um, if you search up type one wellness on Facebook, you'll, you'll be able to find my group. Um, both are, are fantastic ways to get in touch with me. Um, I'm, you know, I'm pretty accessible. Um, I like to think, and I, I respond really quickly, whether it's messages or email. Um, and, you know, I think that one thing that I want everyone to know is like, I love meeting new people, new diabetics. Um, I have this account for that exact reason for, to connect with others, to have outreach and, a big thing too, is that I think that a lot of us have this anxiety, like, oh, my question might be, might, might not make sense, or this is a dumb question, or I don't want to bother, bother somebody, but like, there's no such thing as a dumb question. If you're wondering something, then that is like, that's important. If it's important to you, then it should be important to other people. And, um, you know, I, I just love hearing from new people. Any questions that, that people have, any concerns, even just to say hi, you know, that that's those are things that excite me. So yeah, that's great. Yeah. So people can either reach out to you personally or they can and or they can join your group. And then um, I'm sure that's helpful, too, for diabetics to even just like post on that yep. group, in that group and then like, you know, collaborate with other people and other people can give their experiences of how different things affected them. Yes, absolutely. And that's exactly what the group has kind of become is I was more, I'm more of a facilitator now than anything. Um, the group kind of runs itself. People ask questions, others respond, which is exactly what I wanted it to become. So that's really cool. I'm sure that's so helpful. And I think you should consider at some point doing a membership or something for type one diabetics to be able to like work with you more into yeah. things. So. I've con- I- I've done a lot of thinking, um, you know, the big thing for me is, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not in medicine. So, you know, the advice that I offer is just based off my own experience. Yeah. And the other thing too, is that, you know, a lot of people are, a lot of people have such a hard time with just getting by day to day, just because of the costs of everything of, of what we're dealing with. And so the last thing I would want to do is to take advantage of people. And so, I, you know, I help others because this is what I, I, I love to do. And so for now, you know, it's, it, it, it is on my own time, but maybe in the future, it yeah. might, you know, it might be something that I, that I, I, I work with or, or make more of. Yeah. And that's really cool. And I'm excited to see what it evolves into. So 
Yes, uh, absolutely. Me yeah, too. thank you so much for being here today. This was great. Yeah, and thank you for having me. Um, I really, I've, I've been enjoying seeing your your page evolve and, and listening to some of the other podcasts. And I think that you're doing some some really great things. I think that your podcast is really providing people with information that is invaluable and it's really great. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I, I hope that it can provide people with just um, more information and even just like to not feel alone too, to just <laughs> yep. remember that there's so many of us out there and there's so many cool ways to connect with the type of diabetic community. So yes, thank you so much. Of course. Thank you so much for listening this week. You know where to find me. I am on TikTok and Instagram at Thrivebetic. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate it so much if you could leave a rating and review on Apple Podcast and or follow me on Spotify. This helps a lot with my stats and helps me keep the show going. So if you could do that, that would be great. And I will see you guys next week for another episode.